Um, can I please ask everyone or those who are able to please stand? Just We'll just have a prayer and acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yes, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, truly, without you, we can do nothing. At this moment, Lord, we offer to you this service, and I offer to you my life, O God. Let not my weaknesses be seen, be seen O Lord, but let your strength be manifested in me, O Jesus. For it is only through you that I can do to speak your words. It is only through you, O God, that we may be able to understand. Father God, let thy Holy Spirit minister, minister unto each and every one of us, O God, that your words will be a living, living aroma in our hearts and in our lives. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. And we lift up to you everything. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. You might be seated. Thank you. So, yeah. Um, who among you have been sick, have been felt sick, you know, in your lifetime even once? I think we all did. <laughs> yeah, we all did. <laughs> and it is horrible, wasn't it? And sometimes you will ask, where are you, God? It's like you're going to ask, what are you doing, God? It's like, are you in break time? Are you in a holiday? Are you not seeing me that I'm sick? But the story of this one, this cripple, we have three characters in the story. So we have the first one is the lame beggar, the apostles, it's Peter and John, and then the crowd, those who um, saw the miracles that happened. This beggar, so the title is Cripple No More. Here I go again. <laughs> I never learn. I don't know why. <laughs> so that's the first one, the lame beggar. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple. So this man hasn't been sick just once or, you know, in a period of time. He's been crippled in his lifetime. So in Acts 4, it was stated like 40 years plus he's been like that. And... You know the feeling of being sick and not being able to do something. But he got some company who, who brought him to the tem temple. You know, it's like he's being carried to the temple every day of his life. So it is a routine. That's what's been going on, that he's been being carried to the temple. So the lame beggar, so that's it. It's been crippled by since birth, dependent on others, and have, be, have been begging all his life. Have you experienced begging once in your life? I think we all did. It might not be for money, but we always beg for attention, for love especially. There's even a song, I can do anything for love. But just don't let me do that. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. But yes, we all beg for something. We all been looking for something. So the lame beggar, he's been begging and then asking for some money for help. So it's been like a routine. What's going on? He's going to go to the temple 
and then he's going to beg for money. And it was 3 o'clock on that afternoon because in uh, the Jewish culture, in the Jewish fight, there, there were like three very important things. It's like knowing the Torah or knowing the Bible, the laws, and then the praise and worship and charity. So this lame beggar, he knows that on, if he goes to the temple and the people there are giving money, because the people from the church, they're very good. They're very nice, aren't they? So if you come to the church, they're going to give you what you need. So that lame beggar is always there every day. But then he asked for some help for, from Peter and John. So who was his company then? His company, aside from the friends who brought him to the temple, This is, <laughs> I'm very sorry. I forgot it since I came back from India, I think. So this is what happened again after that. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. During that time, there's another body, Peter and John, walking to the temple. So you see, they're also a company. It's not, they're not alone. They're going to the temple and they look at the beggar. When they look at a beggar, you know, a beggar, when you look at his eyes, do you think what the beggar is going to think, be thinking? He'll be thinking that you're going to give me something. <laughs> it's like if I look at you and you're begging, the, the initial reaction is, oh, yes, I'm going to get something now. Because he looked at me. I gained his attention. The first time I came here in Australia, there was one man and asking, he said, I want to buy some milk. And I said, yes, yeah, you can. And then he said, I want to buy some milk. And I said, yes, that's all right. I gave him the attention. But I did not understand that he's asking me some money to buy for milk. I, I mean, I haven't heard about that in the Philippines, that they're going to ask you for he wants to buy some milk. And then I said, yes, you can. You, you can buy now. And then he said, I, I want to buy some milk. And then we go on and on. And then the bus is coming. I said, I have to go to the bus. And I didn't understand until another one came. And then he asked, actually, I want some $2 because I want to buy some milk. And then it flashed back to me that, oh, that man before was asking some money from me because he wants to buy some milk. But then once you give an attention to a beggar, he will expect that you're going to give something. So here is Peter and John. They look at them. They look at him. And then that beggar has the opportunity to ask, please give me some money, alms. He said alms. But then Peter and John said, it was actually Peter who said, silver and gold I have none, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus, walk, get up and walk. And he did. And he did. But then, he get into the gate beautiful. Isn't it amazing that the gate was called beautiful? And he was just always in that gate, but he cannot get in. But when he recovered, 
he, when Peter and Paul said that you get up, and then he get up, he automatically enter in the gate, inside, jump, walk, walk, jump, and then praise God. And all the people who are, you know, going there every day, they saw, isn't it the man who was begging in the gate? And they all acknowledged Peter and John of what had happened. But you know what? During that time, Peter and John said that, how, why are you so amazed of what had happened? It's not us who did that. You know, it, um, based on the Bible scholar, biblical scholars, they said that Peter and John, they were like very opposite apostles. I mean, like very opposite personality. But they were buddies during that time. They go together. Peter is like very outspoken. And John is like a bit of reserved type. But when he spoke, it's like so much in what he's saying. But Peter is like, he's like, he will say anything that comes into his mind. And then whatever it is, sometimes he gets confused. Sometimes he gets doubt. But John is like, he's very like an intelligent, wise man. Maybe a bit more like James. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's like something like that. But one thing that is also, um, no, we should also note that Peter and John has been very competitive with one another. You know, in John chapter 4, it was stated that when Jesus came out from the tomb, John is the first one who get into the tomb. And in the Gospel of John, it was stated that John get in first into the tomb. But all the other Gospels, they did not say that, you know, whoever gets into the tomb or whoever gets first or last. But what I'm trying to say now here is that the first one is we have the, the beggar. And the second company, we have Peter and John. And they were the apostles. But it's like us. You know, it's like the apostles. We are the apostles now. Deep within, sometimes, there's a bit of a competitive heart in our heart. Competitive heart in our heart, that makes sense. <laughs> so it's like there's a bit of a competitive, competition going on that I am better and I, am, I can do much than this or than that. But during the time when the miracle happened, Peter and John said that it's not them who did that. It's not them who did the miracles. So we look at the third character, who are the crowds. So they were amazed and they wondered. Some listened, some listened and ignored. Some believed and accept Jesus, and some deny and continue living the same old life. But the same thing, God's power is everlasting. So what I am trying to share now is that when we keep our company with God, Sometimes we believe and sometimes we don't, but God is always there. It's like when I came back from India 
and I felt really sick, I cannot walk. I mean, until now, I cannot really walk in the same pace that I've been walking like before. And I just keep on asking, what do you want me to teach, Lord? I mean, I'm, I'm going to be teaching about crippled, but I don't want to be crippled, you know. <laughs> so, like, it is just sometimes you just, you just think that God already left you. Have you had a kind of feeling that sometimes you feel like you're alone and you just want a company? But I also got that feeling that I don't even want to talk to anyone else because my throat is so sore. You know, it's like people are asking to talk, but just text, please, because my, my, my throat is so sore. But I was just asking, it's been almost a month now that I've been sick. And I said, Lord, what do you want me to, to learn? Because I've been to three doctors and they cannot tell what it is. I've been to one doctor in India, and I've been to two doctors here in Adelaide, and I've been to blood tests, all those tests, you know. But they, every time I get the result, they will say, there's an infection, but we cannot say what it is really. So I said, Lord, what it is really? Please tell me what to. And you know what? When I was like lying down, the thing is, he said, I never leave you nor forsake you. And it is the Holy Spirit that he has given to me. And I was like thinking, Lord, are you the same Lord that's with me when I am dancing and jumping? And, you know, because I like to dance and I like to do the prize. Are you the same God when I am in bed and when I'm lying down and when I cannot walk? And you know what he said? I never change. I never, ever change. And I said, okay, Lord, you never change, but please teach me now because I don't want to be crippled. I don't want to be walking and then say crippled no more and I'm, I cannot walk properly. You know, it's like, it's so difficult. And then, what happened is, what happened is, I cannot, yeah. So the message now is, we were all crippled by sin and Jesus died to save us. Yes, we have received Jesus and those who have not yet, the invitation is open. You just say, I accept you, Jesus, and let me, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. And that's it. But then when we became saved, when Jesus saved us, it, doesn't, it did not end there. It did not end there. That's why we are studying about keeping company with God. It's not just about the following, but we also study about keeping company with God. But why it is so difficult to keep company? And I keep asking on the Lord... I was following, following you. I was keeping company with you. That's what I thought. That's what I suppose. And then, you know, some, some people will say, they told me, you know, you don't have much problem because you have this, you have that, and you know this, and you know that. But people who have problems with their kids or their children, sometimes I did that too. I asked the Lord, 
Lord, why do you give me a, you know, problematic child or something that so stubborn, something that someone that doesn't listen to me, someone who has his own. And it's like, I, it's like I'm listening to him like, it's okay. I can't really, I can't totally relate. I absolutely understand because I also have one. You know, it's like, <laughs> and yes, in our times, there, there are times that we became stubborn. We became like doing whatever we like, even when we became a Christian. So um, I think I can better explain. If this is, maybe I'll just make my example myself so that when I say something that's very good, at least it's me. So no one will, no one will accuse me of bullying or something. So I will, I'll just make it an example. If this is me, it's more beautiful though. So if this is me before I met Jesus, you know, I say curse words, you know, I say bad words. I say so many things. I believe in this. I believe in that. I do this and I do that. And then when I met Jesus, actually, when I became a Christian, there were like two Christians for me, someone that's annoying and someone that doesn't really care. That's what I saw Christians before. Because I came to a church that's like a bit conservative, and, you know, they were, oh, you have a beautiful shoes. And they will tell you, oh, yeah, Jesus told me to buy this. And I was like, what? It's like, are you for real? It's like, these people are crazy. I don't want to come back here. And they will say like, um, if you say something bad, you know, the bad words, I will not say it now. But <laughs> I say something bad words and they will tell me, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, what are you talking about? You know, it's like, I said, I don't want to be a Christian because these Christians, they're like so annoying. You know, it's like... So when I don't want to go to the movies because in the movies there's like spirit, evil spirits, that, and they don't, you know, don't go there. Don't eat in the luxurious restaurants because it doesn't give glory to God. And I came to a point, there's another church too that I've met that people, they don't really care about you. You just, you just come and go. They don't really care. But this, when I came to know Jesus... I adore him. You know, like, I idolize him. It's like, oh, this Jesus is just so over the top. It's like, it's, you know, you love him moon to the moon and back. You can hear that. So this is like Jesus. The first time I met him, I was like, like this. Uh, can, I, can you be my volunteer, please? <laughs> so it's like Jesus there. I idolize him. I look up him. I'm a fan. I'm a follower. That is. But when my friends come, you know, I get distracted. I get distracted like this. So I cannot really keep company with him. So along the way, while I'm following, Jesus is there and I'm here. If my friends will say, let's go to the pub and eat some fish and chips, that's okay. But, <laughs> but if we drink, that's a different story. So, and I get distracted. And then when I, when I grow a bit, you know, as a 
Christianity is a journey. When you grow a little bit, your faith goes a little bit higher too. And you, you feel a bit like closer, like that. And you, you, we do something now for Jesus. We work just like Peter and John. They, they do miracles, but actually it's not them doing the miracles. So it's, it became like this. So it's like we're uh, what's it, uh, side by side now. We work together. But then I still have my own self. You know, I still have my own self playing here, you know. What if I do something like, oh, Jesus, you won't really be upset if I just try a little bit of beer. Is that all right? And then, you know, something like, you say to yourself, I think that's okay because Jesus is so understanding. You know, Jesus is so good. So you, I just do whatever I like. But then, he's not, he's not leaving me, but the Holy Spirit that I'm driving, I'm starting to leave. I'm starting to draw far. And that keeping company, I thought I still have a company, but then I don't have any more. Because it's not because Jesus left me, but it's because of me. You know, during the time when we're sick, when we are sinning, when we are doing something that we should not be doing, do we ever ask Jesus, oh, Jesus, can I take some drugs, please? No, we don't. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, Jesus, can I, can I please um, say bad words to my husband because I'm really upset now? No, we don't. But because we just follow our own self, we just do it. And, you know, when we do it, we just go far. But, you know, one revelation that Jesus taught me is like, he is in me. And that is surrendering, my friend. That is submission. That is thank you. <laughs> you know, when we do surrender... And when we give up, who does people see now? Whom can you see? It's Jesus. But keeping company, it takes a will. You know, Jesus will not force us. It's like salvation. He will never force us if we will not say, yes, Jesus, I accept you. He will never force us. And I remember I have a friend, a little friend, I will not name her. She has like a small feet, and she, I love her, but she walks very slow. She walks really, really slow. And every time we will go out, I had to walk a little bit, you know, like, just very, very not fast, because, because of her small feet. And she can't really do anything about it. And you know what, what reminded me is our walk with Jesus. It is just like what James said. It is very personal. You cannot tell someone who has a small feet to walk very fast because they just can't. They just can't. It's like you're teaching someone about tithing and they don't understand it and they're not giving. And you just, how many times you're going to learn? I've taught you so many times, but you're not even learning 
Because you don't listen to me. You know, I have all this book that I've read to you. I've shared this. I've shared that. But you're the same. You never change. And you get so frustrated. But my dear friend, as apostles and disciples of Jesus, there are so many out there who cannot keep the pace that we have. And the good thing is, Jesus walks according to our pace. I mean, he's the same Jesus when I was dancing here and going around very fast. And he's the same Jesus when I'm just walking like this. You know, when you're walking like very slow, he's still the same. What I'm trying to say now, if we share Jesus to others because we're keeping company with God, it's not how your pace is. It's not how your position is, but it is what the, the position of that person is. So you never go out and say, you know, oh, you're not godly. I'm not going to go with you. You're just bad company corrupts the good company. I don't want to go with you anymore. So keeping company with God takes the will and the submission. That's, that's the, the things that I've learned about how can we keep company really because it's just us. We are humans. We are, you know, we are, we still have the body. That's why we have to have that will because we're still in the body. Otherwise, if we're already in the spirit, we already have one spirit with God. Because the spirit doesn't, uh, you know, agree with the flesh. So if we're walking on our flesh, just like what we did with this example, if we walk by the flesh, we'll always disagree. We'll always disagree. So even we, we think that Jesus has left us, but it's actually because we chose to give in to ourselves. I mean, there's no submission. We don't obey. We don't... We don't do what it needs to be, just like Damian talks about uh, the word, the prayer, and Emily talk about we're in this together, the fellowship. But if we don't have the will to do that, do you think we're going to keep company? Of course we can't. If we don't listen to what God is saying to us, and we have our own thing. It's just like me that I don't listen to Andrew. When we went to India, he told me, when you brush your teeth, use the mineral water. And I said, no, I don't need that. I came from a third world country. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, he said, when you shower, don't open your mouth because the water make." I said, you have to understand, I came from a third world country. And I, I, will, I will never get sick. I won't get sick <laughs> because I said, war, just take care of Koopa and, of course, my sister-in-law and him because they're used to it. But me, I'm used to it. I'm, I came from a third world country. But guess what? I'm the most hit one for four weeks. So it's like God has told us not to do this, not to do that. But then we always try. It's, it's, it's so good to try what it is. Don't open. But you say, oh, what's inside? <laughs> you know, it's like, what's in there? So we have, we, let's just have a peek. <laughs> you know, like, let's just have a look. That's the human nature. Because there is no submission. 
There is no submission. I'm almost going to finish. So, do you really want to enter that gate called beautiful? We've already discussed about leave everything behind that crippling us. We have been crippled in one way or another. We have unforgiving spirit. We have doubt. We have pride, selfishness, anger, grumpiness. And I, I want to throw a question. Is there someone that you've really, really been angry with? It's like you have an enemy. Yes, you do. Thank you for that. It's like you were really, really upset with them. And even you, you became a Christian. It's like you forgive them, but you don't really want to see them. Have you prayed for them? Before, a pastor asked me, because I don't have a very good relationship with my dad. And he, he said, did you pray for your dad's salvation? And I said, what? I'm going to see him in heaven. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, if you don't have a good relationship with someone and the Lord will tell you, pray for, that, for their salvation. And the first thing you'll, say, you'll think as a person, you know, as a carnal person, you say, I don't want to, I don't want him to be saved. Otherwise, I'm going to see him in heaven. You know, I don't want to be with him again. It's, it is like the carnal, you, 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 you get what I mean? It's like there are people in our lives that's like so hard to love. It's like, and there are people who are so good to love. But Jesus, you know, if Jesus did that to us, I don't know if we're he. I don't know if we're safe. And these miracles, the, the, what happened to the crippled one, have changed so many lives. My friends, do you want to see a miracle right here and right now? Just look at the chair you're sitting on. And look at the person sitting on it. Just look at the chair. You. And you and you and you and we the greatest miracle that ever happened. Otherwise, we won't be sitting here. You know, we will just be going partying or going somewhere because that's what we do on Sundays. That's what we happened. So if we are, if you are thinking that, oh, I'm not like Peter and John, I don't think I can do any miracle. Yes, we can never do miracle, but Jesus did and will and can and will do. And one of the greatest miracles that already happened. And if you want to witness it right here and right now, I repeat. Look at the person that's sitting on your chair. And that is you. That is you. And Jesus himself is within us. That is the greatest miracle. That if we just have the will and then we submit we will keep the company because Jesus himself is not anymore apart from us, but he is in us. Before we always say, I want to leave a legacy, a very good legacy in my name. I want to 
No, I want to leave a legacy that people will think that I'm like this, I'm like that, I'm like that. But you know what? The greatest legacy that we can ever live is that Jesus lives in us. That Jesus himself works in us. It wouldn't be easy if it's just us. But with Jesus, nothing is impossible. So we surrender. So what now? What's that? Keeping company. We've been hearing so many sermons, keeping company with God. It is time to answer God's call. Where are we? Are we still the crippled person? Are we now Peter and John? Are we still the crowd? The good thing is the message doesn't change. Whatever situation you are in right now, the message still the same. Jesus loves us. God loves us through Jesus. It is only your call. It is only your will. Are you going to say yes? Or are you just going to say maybe next time? So, and it's only us who can decide. No one else. No one else. Pastor Ben cannot decide for Julie. Julie cannot decide for Pastor Ben. I cannot decide. I can only decide for my own. So the acceptance, when you accept Jesus, it's only you. Because just like what I've said, that annoying Christian, I know they're not here. They might be somewhere there. <laughs> that annoying Christian who will say like, this is what you have to do. This is what you should do. This is what is good. This is how you will be saved. We don't need them. The Christian, the apostle that we need is the one that who's going to say, Jesus loves you no matter what. And he walks with you no matter how small your feet is. Maybe your feet are because you have two feet. Feet, the left and the right. So, you know, I'm just trying to, because you're getting serious. So it's like, yes, you know, that is the God that we have. You don't need to be very fast so that you can keep up with him. And you don't, there's no slowing, even as slow as snail, as long as you're moving. Jesus keeps the company. So the effort really is not how we can keep the company, but it is just the will and the submission, and Jesus will do everything else. And when we became a Christian, you cannot say that I cannot do anything. You know, you cannot say that, oh, it's okay. They're better because, you know, they can sing, they can play the guitar, they can do this. But me, I, I just can eat. Maybe I'm good in pop-up. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm very good in eating. So, But the gift of the Holy Spirit, once we accept Jesus, there's already the gift. So there's the gift of prophecy, gift of teaching. I mean, Steve and Judy, they're, they're very good in prophesying, so they use it. Um, gift of serving, gift of giving, that's it. All those gifts. And alongside with that gift is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So 
if you're doing the gift, but you don't have the fruit of the Holy Spirit, so it's not, it's not giving glory to the Lord. I'm sorry, I think it's, it's time now. It's, I'm just getting carried away. <laughs> I hope you will, not, you will not be upset with me. But it's, it's going, going now. I mean, it's going to the end. <laughs> Sometimes when I feel nervous, I just don't know what to say. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm thinking in Filipino and I have to say in English. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the simple things that I have to explain, sometimes it's so difficult. But if you already know what you're going to say, it's easier. That's why when I explain, oh, it's going now. No, it's not going to really going. It's coming to an end. Yes. Because <laughs> it's, it's like, where are you going? <laughs> so it's, yes. <laughs> and in Philippians, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, Value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but it's of you to the interest of the others. So if we want to keep company, of course, with God first, but we also want to keep company with others, don't we? Otherwise, we'll just be like that annoying Christian who, want, who no, no one wants to, you know, you buy a shoes and you say, oh, yes, Jesus told me to buy this one. <laughs> are you okay <laughs> you know we, we don't want that and then when whatever you do you say yes Jesus told me this I mean this is that's really true but if you're an unbeliever and you will listen to that of course really are you serious so yes we we keep company with one another and in Galatians 2:20, I think this is where I'm gonna end I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So, my dear brothers and sisters, you have been crucified. Ouch, that hurts. <laughs> yes, it really hurts. You know, the things that you want to do, you can't do anymore, because... Of, you know, you cannot glorify Jesus if you're going to do it. So let us know God and not just about God. Let Jesus live in us, not just us living for him. It's, it's so good that people will say, oh, I live for Jesus. But it's a different level when you say Jesus lives in me. The effort is not with us. It's Jesus doing everything to us. Give up, to, give up everything to Jesus and don't give in to self. The Holy Spirit is within us since we accepted Jesus, but still it's all a matter of choice to stay in God's presence. It's a matter of choice. I mean, no one will going to drug you to be here at church. No one will going to drug you to read your Bible. 
you want me to? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I can. So it's still, it's still our choice. You know, no one, and if ever someone will, even if, you know, just think it like hypothetically, someone will drag you to church, and if you don't like it, it's still the same. You know, you're just going to go like that. And I mean, a bit like that. I've been to that situation that I just come to church, but I don't really like it. Just someone drugged me, especially when before, especially when I have an argument with Andrew. I don't want to go to church. And then he was like, you have to go to church. And then I will just come in shirts. If you remember, if I'm coming here with sh in shorts and with shirts, that's the time that I'm just, I'm just going to come here because Andrew wants me to come here. You know? And it's very true. I've been to that situation. And I remember when Pastor Ben prayed for me, I was sitting just in Emma's chair. When Pastor Ben prayed for me, Maybe he, he knew, I don't know. But, yeah, so our faith can really lift someone up. Can really lift someone up. So don't, don't ever think less of your faith. Because it might be small to you, but to others, it will be big. So the miracle has already happened, but wait. There's more to come. And are you excited for that, brothers and sisters? Are you excited for more miracles that's going to happen? It, not, it might not be as big as what we think of, but a miracle is still a miracle. And just look at your eyes when you, you know, you go, how can I look at your eyes? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I want to say, like, look at the mirror and look at your eyes and say, you are the greatest miracle. That's it. And God keeps me company. Not because I am beautiful, although I am. Not because I am handsome, although you are. But God loves you no matter what. So are you ready to accept that Jesus and keep company without Jesus? Yes. Let us pray and be in his presence.